0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Oluwachin Joshua. I am Shalana, more popularly known as Sage or the Sage of Oxford. Today on the podcast, I will be discussing something quite interesting, guys. So, I know I get a lot of calls. You know, people are writing tests and getting called for interviews. And a number of us, you know, who share tips for candidates, we've only shared tips from a candidate's perspective. So I wrote Alani Wajai's test. um, I wrote Alikwani bodies test. I wrote maybe Templis' test or did the interview. So I can only speak to you from my perspective as a candidate, right? And what I thought I did right and why I got called for the interview or for the test or why I even got the, the offer, right? So I thought that, and I have, I've shared with you earlier on, on the podcast my perspective of what I think you should do or can do to ace either the test or the interview. But then I decided to take it a step further so I spoke to a few interviewers who we typically find on these panels from the top law firms, my firm included, of course, Lani Jai and Templars. And what I have done is to pose five questions to them, which I know are going to be extremely, extremely, extremely helpful to you. So I need you to sit back, relax, take your pen and your paper and so if you're currently or you have written a test right and you're about to take the interview for any of the top law firm this is going to be extremely useful to you if you're at the law school or you're preparing or you already did the interview in some other law firm and you didn't have this information so this is this, you can take these lessons to the next interview extremely important guys so the first one the first one is that a number of you, I asked the interviewers that there's some candidates who disqualify themselves because they haven't intend before. And I am sure there's some of you on this podcast and you're in that same predicament, that same state. You're basically not even sent any application because you're thinking, oh, G is more qualified than me. I mean, if Jide is applying to this firm, I haven't done any internship, Jide has done seven, do I even stand the chance? Now, I'm quoting one of the interviewers. Um, she said that, and I'm quoting the interviewer, if I speak to a good candidate, I will never disqualify him or her solely on the basis that they haven't interned before so okay that that's and that's a fact so according to her she says that if you've done your research and you're able to demonstrate knowledge of the firm knowledge of what is going on in the industry you know some little bit of commercial awareness and you're very outspoken and confident that she would not you know disqualify a candidate or judge a candidate solely on the basis that Not intend before. In fact, she went on to say that most times the best time to interview is at NYSC level because the expectations are not a lot and that they in fact expect you to learn much more on the job than what you're bringing to the table. So you should definitely start dusting your CV if the reason why you haven't applied is because you haven't intend before. I am telling you as a matter of fact that it doesn't matter. So let me just rewind a little bit. Am I saying that interning doesn't have any advantages? No, that is not what I'm saying. She in fact noted that if you are an outstanding intern, that will count for you. The other advantage that interning would have is maybe, and you, you should think about it, the, the other advantage that interning will have will be that those who have interned in a law firm before will have, you know, relationships within the firm and then they can probably get tips within the firm that will be useful to them. Now, so, so, but it definitely doesn't disqualify you as a candidate. Now, the second question which I posed to one of the interviewers is that, is it compulsory for a candidate to have a question at the end? Oh, my God. the first thing she said is that it is not only compulsory to ask a question it is compulsory to ask an intelligent question one that leaves a lasting impression on the interview and the interviewers so there you have it if you've been wondering whether or not you know it is compulsory to ask questions it is extremely compulsory not only is it compulsory to ask just any question but to ask you know intelligent questions and you know um i would usually advise candidates to if you are if you're applying to a commercial law firm read about the deals read about their recent awards you know you can ask questions along whether there will be rotations you know whether you're allowed to um you know do some work in corporate commercial and litigation um, that how much um, work, you know, do you get to do as a candidate that because at that role, that entry role that sometimes um, NYC Associates are um, giving administrative tasks to do, you know, and that and you uh, you expect to learn as much as possible in your first year and that you know, that how engaged you know, NYC Associates. So Questions along those lines, you know, that they've worked at this firm for 10 years, that what is that thing that still keeps them excited? Seeing that, you know, once you've acquired experience for over the years, it becomes somewhat monotonous, you know, and that also what keeps, what renews their motivation, you know, what makes the job, you know, um, continue to be exciting to them. You know, questions along those lines would definitely work and would leave a lasting impression. So the other question that I asked one of the interviewers is, and this is extremely important for anybody who's um, applying to a top law firm, that I asked them, how much about the firm does the interviewee, you know, or or how much about the firm does the interviewer expect the interviewee to know? About the firm. So, and then at this, this time I spoke to um, one of, I mean, again, um, one of the interviewers, a guy said, one, during the last, um, I think last year's interviews, that a candidate noted that the firm, this particular firm, had won an award. I think it was an IFLR um, award, um, um, firm of the year award. And that's, you know, they commented on that and also talked about how all of the associates are, are ranked. And, um, you know, and again, you you probably would have done the research. What is even expected is the minimum. And the minimum, as far as knowledge of the firm is concerned, is... Going on the firm's website and knowing its practice areas, the partners, how many partners, how many associates, their offices, and, you know, whether they are ranked, what are the recent awards, you know, those are the kind, of, the kind of work that they do, what kind of deals have they closed recently, that is what is expected when they talk about knowledge of the firm. And of course, the question which would demonstrate your knowledge of the firm is, why a why Olaniwa Wajai? Why PNI? Why Ubu? So that is where you demonstrate you. And what is expected is for you to fan their ego. You know, say that, oh, that you, you note that the firm recently won the Chambers Award um, for, for the Law Firm of the Year. And where else would you want to work but with the law, best law firm in the industry, in the market? You know, just something along those lines would definitely stand you out. And then again i asked the question about commercial awareness you know it's such a nebulous term and like people just throw it in there and like you don't even know what it means that what is commercial awareness, and how broadly you know does the interviewer expect you to read or expect you to know about the industry and then um the one of the interviewers said that one, you know, commercial awareness is really your knowledge of the client's business and you know, how um, the the news affects the client's business. And for us lawyers, what is most relevant, what the clients will be, would expect of us is changes to regulation, you know. Um, changes to regulation is definitely one of those reasons why, you know, the client will start to You know, run Elter Skelter and like, so for a law firm, you want to be on top of everything. You want to know, and there's so many regulatory changes recently. So if you didn't know, you need to know the petroleum industry bill, you know, how does it affect, you know, the oil and gas business? Finance Act, you know, what are the changes introduced by the Finance Act, the Kama, you know, for a banking and finance team, you want to know what are the changes in the Kama, which affects taking security, in reduction of registration fees from 1% or 2%, whether for private or public company to 0.35% of the secured amount. That's one of the changes that the Kama introduces, the Kama also, you know, introduces the change. Now you can have a sole shareholder in a company. Um, before you need at least two shareholders, you know, sole director, you you have changes along um, constructive notice. You have introduction of netting provisions into the camera. There are so many very topical changes introduced by the camera that you can, you know, note. Um, So old section 197, which is a new section 222. Just compare those sections. I mean, that's registration of charges. You need to so for a banking and financing, those are the things that they want to hear. They want to know that you are aware of, right? So then there is the buffer. You know, the buffer now has expanded the definition of banking business. The book buffier has expanded the definition of other financial institutions to include payment service solutions provider PSSPs. So, what does it mean? It means that you know, your CUDA, your, I mean, CUDA it's a, it's, a, it's a microfinance bank, so OFI has always applied to microfinance banks. But the likes of maybe Piggy Vests, right? As an OFI, there they are new compliance you know, obligations by virtue of that expanded definition which will be expected of OFI. So, you want to show knowledge of and changes in law how it affects our clients businesses and then you want to demonstrate that during the interview so extremely important the final one and i can already tell in this this gives so much value to you knowing what the interviewer expects So the last thing i i, I mean that this wasn't a question in fact this was one of the interviewers volunteered this information she said that if during the interview some sort of disaster occurs, right? You know, um, either because you think you didn't answer a question well, or, and, and then she gave this example. This was this, 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 this happened for real. So one of the candidates, right, while she was doing the interview, and you know, for this last set, many of you were still at the law school during the pandemic. So most of the interviews happened virtually. So this candidate on video call you know, she was answering the question, very smart girl, and then she just went, she kept on going and going, and then, I think it was her sister, you know, or a family member just came in, and was speaking pidgin English, she make a sweep, you know, and then the person was trying to, you know, signal to the family member, or the sister that, you know, leave the room, I'm doing an interview, but, the sister obviously didn't get, either maybe because she thought that, she was on audio call or it wasn't important. Um, something along those lines, right? But when she finally was able to ward off this, you know, um, person, the person left the room, that she continued with so much grace. You know, it is, she said, you, you need to comport yourself, you know, just stay composed and make sure that you don't let what, you know, that seeming disaster, throw you off balance you know so she continued and she kept answering the question and and that's because really those things you know can happen right and no sensible or reasonable interviewer is going to just mark you down based on something that was absolutely beyond your control so if something of that nature happens just carry on then the other thing that can happen is that you think that you did not answer a question correctly now what do you do? do you just throw off the gloves you're, you're in the boxing ring until, you know, the match finishes. You just need to keep throwing those jabs. So she said that if you think you didn't answer a question well, just wait for the next one, you know, to show how intelligent you are. Don't give up until the interview is over. So you can even be in that pre prepared question that you'd ask them at the end that you used to show how intelligent, how aware that you are. So you can take the advantage. know of that last question and it's going to turn out great so i hope this was very useful if you have any specific questions please reach out to me i haven't done like um, this um, the podcast in a while so um please if you have any content ideas send me a voice note or you send me um a dm on twitter my twitter handle is oj ayanshala and on instagram i am at oj.ayanshala so you can reach out to me on linkedin as well Ayanshola, Sage. so i am going to um be very glad to hear from you guys you know what are the things that you want me to talk about it doesn't have to be about law it can be about you know just career development and talking about you know self-development generally and any topic you think i should address and very i'll be very glad to speak to you so um again i guess i would catch up with you guys on the next episode